There's a lot going on out there in the world, and people need to know how they can get God to show up in their situation. So over the next two episodes, we're going to discuss this topic of how to see God's will done in your situation. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. All right, so as we jump into this idea of having God's will and God's God's plan done in your situation, I think we need to uh, approach the idea that um, is God's will automatically done already? Yeah, well, because there's a lot of people who think that you know whatever happens to them in life is God's plan. Yeah, is it well then? Like, if if something doesn't happen or something does happen, they would they might say, well, I guess that's just God's will. Let's let's figure, let's find out what the Word of God says yeah. about it. Yeah. So um, so we're gonna think about you know Jesus talked about a lot of things when he was here, and one of them was this idea. Yeah. So if you look over at uh, Matthew chapter six verse ten, um, it's it's part of it's right in the middle of uh, the Lord's prayer. Yeah, the, the famous prayer that he yeah, taught us. Yeah, the famous to prayer do. That, that he taught us, and when the, his disciples asked him to teach them how to pray. And something really jumped out at me the other day as I was reading it. It says um, in verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he was kind of laying down a couple of things there. Um, he was laying down that in heaven, God's will is always done. Yeah, it is. You know, there's and nothing to keep it from being done. Exactly. There's no reason for it not to be done. God says, this is what I want. And that's what happens. It's yep. kind of like what happened during Genesis, during the creation. God said, yeah. and then it was, yep. Light, you know, water, <laughs> exactly. animals. That's, that's what yep. was going on. But Jesus was praying for God's kingdom to come here on the earth and for God's will to be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. Now, in order for him to be asking for that, and to teach us to ask for that, it's kind of um, laid on the on the supposition that it's not always happening right now. So I think we need to to contemplate that. Why would Jesus have asked us to pray that way if that was already happening? So you're saying that maybe God's will isn't automatic. No, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you go back to Genesis. When, when God created the earth and God created Adam and Eve and everything was perfect, there was beautiful trees, there was plenty of food, there was a gar- beautiful garden, yep. you know, everybody's having a happy, happy time. Um, and God said, hey, this is very good. This is awesome. Yeah, he called it good. Yeah, he said, this is good. And even at, and after he created Eve, is everything was very good because he was, he was done, everybody's happy, everybody's having a great time. But then we know what happened. Satan came in to the garden and tempted Eve to uh to obey him instead of god and their authority that they had been given by god was then transferred from them to the devil right so when they whoever you obey you become a slave to mm-hmm. you know it says that that if you're a slave to if you if you continue in sin then you're a slave to sin and if you walk in obedience then you're a slave to god that that's what jesus did for us that we're now slaves of god in, in that kingdom so this is what happened with um, Adam and Eve and, and Satan. So Satan was able to snag that authority from Adam and Eve and deceive them. And all, and now all of a sudden, what he is wanting is going on. So that's, that's, that's when it began. That's when it started not being exactly what God planned. So, so if we go back and we, I mean, without getting too far into the weeds on this, because it really it can get off, it can get off into some very deep topics when, so when God made the earth and he gave authority Mm -hmm. 
over to Adam and Eve. And then the enemy deceived them and they sinned. They gave the authority over to the, to the, to the devil. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus comes and dies on the cross, a sinless death becomes that perfect sacrifice Mm -hmm. so that he could then take the authority back. Yeah. And, and then give it to the church, which it talks about in, in, in the epistles. Yeah. So, I just want to make sure that people understand that's kind of the roadmap for all that. But it, it, it helps us understand that that there's more going on than just, you know, Sunday school and rainbows, right? There's 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 the, the deeper topics of authority mm-hmm. and, and, and God, w- and, and you have a part to play to it that can help usher in God's will in your life. Yeah, well, and I think, um, you know, God's initial idea for Adam and Eve was to live you know, forever in the garden and, yeah. and enjoy his presence forever. But that was stopped. Yeah. So we, we know from, from the very beginning that God's perfect will is not done. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think we've kind of laid out the, the argument that whatever's going on in your life that doesn't match what the word of God says that you should have, or this says that you should be, isn't God's will. Yeah. You know, and so you don't have to take it. And and we'll talk a little bit more well, it, why that's important. Very, I don't want to skip over that too much because understanding the concept that God's will can be interrupted helps us understand that, that again, we have a part to play and that we can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and we can yeah, all, that's the good news. And right? we, we can either contribute to it continuing to not be done in your life or you can contribute to it being done in your life. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so we can see from all this that God's will just doesn't automatically happen. So we have a part to play. And yeah. Jesus kind of laid that out in Matthew six ten when he says that we, this is how we should pray that yeah. for God's will to be done and God should pray that come. God's will would be done in our right. lives and the lives of people around us. And sometimes we don't know what that is, and we can find that through the scriptures, and we can find that through the Holy Spirit. If you look over in Romans eight twenty six through twenty nine. It says, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. Because sometimes we don't really know uh, what God's will is for a specific yeah. situation. Like, let's say you're, you're dealing with a job interview. And you're like, God, I don't know if this is what you want me to oh, do. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had that happen to me multiple right, times. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's where you need... And, and you know what? That's not specifically written about in Scripture, about that specific job. Well, and, and the concept of being like, you know do I bother praying? Because if I believe that God's will always happens, then there's no reason to pray. There's no reason to do anything. You, That's God, true. God's just going to do what God's going to do, right? So then you're just kind of a leaf in the wind. Yeah, you're just a leaf <laughs> in the wind, which doesn't seem to line up with a lot of what Sharon and I are sharing with you here, yeah. even just the prayer, right? Why would Jesus teach you to pray? But then it doesn't matter if you pray. Mm, that's a really good point. You know? So, yeah, let's read that, Romans eight twenty six through 29. It says, In the same way the Spirit, the Holy Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. 
Mm, I love that. I love that scripture, and it and it kind of shows us a couple of things here about what yeah, God's will is. There. Yeah. there really is, but but he's he's teaching us specifically a couple of things. First of all, the Holy Spirit knows what God's will is, mm-hmm. and you have the Holy Spirit in you. And he helps you to pray because you says sometimes we don't know yeah. how to pray. Sometimes like we just don't know yeah. what to do. Like you're like, I've got a job interview or my kid's dealing with some school issues yeah. or and I don't know how to deal with this. But the Holy Spirit knows. Yeah. And he'll pray through you and he'll pray for you. Yeah. Like what we were in church this morning and uh, someone came up to us and told us that a dear friend of ours was in the hospital. And so, you know, it's, it's, she, she told us like right before church started or right when church was starting. And so during worship, I didn't know. I mean, I was praying and I was praying according to what I, I knew in my head, you know, for this person. But then there were times where I just didn't know what to say, you know. And so I, I, I really just kind of sang and and just called out to God, you know, yeah. and, and, and it was it was very powerful. And I knew I knew in my spirit that that what needed to be said was being said. But that's awesome. You know. Yeah. You know, praying in the spirit's great yeah. for that. You mm-hmm. know, it really is. And another thing that, that the scripture tells us about God's will is that God causes all things to work together for our good. Yeah. Now he doesn't cause all things. Yeah. It doesn't say God yeah. causes all things. Yeah. In your don't life. cut that scripture in half. Right. But, he, <laughs> but what it does say is that he will cause all these things to turn around for your good. Yes. And he will, he will cause them to be a blessing to you. Now, sometimes that's not immediate. Sometimes that takes a long time, yeah. and sometimes you just go, how in the world can God turn that around for my good? But he can. Yeah, there, now, there have been several times where in our lives where something crazy has happened, and it took months. Years. Yeah, maybe even years to resolve, you know. Right. You know, but but the, the point is don't hold on to it. Just give it back to the Lord and say, okay, God, you can use this for good in my life, and I'm trusting you to do so because I know that you're good. And, and another thing this scripture tells us about what God's will is, is that um, we're supposed to be conformed to the to Jesus's character? So we we know that those are always in play, and He's always moving us toward those goals. Yeah, He's always that's because it says He wants us to be there. He predestined to that we would be. Yeah. So so God's will son. for you is to mm. look like Jesus. Yeah. He wants you to walk in the victory that Jesus walked in. That was His plan from the beginning. The godly character, the power, the anointing that Jesus walks in. That's what He wants for you. So that's. That's an amazing thing that we get to pray. So an, another thing we need to find out is what God's heart is toward us. And he answers that later on in Romans chapter 8 in uh, 31 through 39. And I, I'm, I may just skim through this, but um, I do encourage you to read the whole chapter of Romans 8 because it just is powerful. Yeah, it's one of the best chapters so in the really Bible. It really is. Yeah. Uh, P- Peter, or Paul, Paul's the one that wrote that to the to the Roman Christians. And... Uh, it, it's just full of their identity and what Jesus did for them or, and for us. So it, I, it's a really good, good chapter, good book. But it says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered o- him over for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? So who will bring a charge against God's elect? God's the one who justifies. Who's the one who condemns? So it's basically saying the judge is on your side. Yes. So you don't have to worry about being condemned because God justifies you in Christ. So Christ Jesus is he who died, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who intercedes for us. So he's praying for us as well. He's praying God's perfect will for your life as well. So there's another proof that it's not just automatic. Yeah. You know, Jesus is having to, is praying for you. The Holy Spirit's praying for you. Yeah, why would he do that if, if whatever yeah, if God wanted automatic. to happen was going to happen? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then he, then he goes on to say, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Well, and then he lists off a bunch of things, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword for, for your sake, it says, uh, just as it is written for your sake, we're being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Now, you know what? I want to take just a second and remind you that you cannot be a conqueror without a challenge. So all of these things that come against you and these these problems and these confusions and and whatnot are not sent to to vanquish you, but to give you an opportunity to overcome and to help you to grow. And for God to get the glory. Yes, and Mm -hmm. and it absolutely glorifies the Father when you overcome. It absolutely, because people go, wow, that was God. Especially the more weak we are, I think the more impressive yeah, the victory is. God's not glorified when we fail. No. <laughs> Unless we repent. And, no, and, <laughs> no but it, and then sometimes that's the case. He goes, hey, you failed because of this or yeah. that or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but when but when the world can look at us that are weaklings and, and have yeah. nothing on our own and see us being more than overcomers, it, it's it's a testimony to the goodness of God. It says we have these treasures in earthen vessels. You know, earthen vessels are like, that means like clay. If you think of like a ceramic or yeah. clay pot or something, I've done pottery. Something that was formed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was formed on purpose for mm-hmm. that shape. And then it was fired. So it goes through a lot of heat and intense heat. And sometimes that's what what, what the middle of, of these challenges are is, is it's firing us. Yeah. But, you know, even when it's fired, it's even more, I won't say it's more fragile because raw clay is pretty fragile too. But it's still very, very fragile. You know, so that we have this treasure inside of these earthen vessels, but the earthen vessels themselves are pretty weak, you know, so, and it says, so the surpassing greatness of the glory shows that it's from God, not from us, you know, so we, we have to cooperate with that and just let him do it. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I mean, that's powerful stuff. So we can, we can find out from all this, God's heart for us, that he's on our team. He settled our sin problem once and for all through Christ. So there's nothing else for us to be condemned over ever. God will not withhold any good thing from us. And nothing can separate us from his love for us. Not the devil, not other people, not death, not angels, not even ourselves, not even our sin. And all in the surety of all that, you know, that God is on this, on our team, that he settled our sin, yes. you know, all these things that you're talking about. The, the importance of those things is, is that too many times people really worry about their standing mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. There's a lot of stress in a lot of people's lives yeah. where they're afraid that their standing with God is not good. And so they can't expect a good thing from him. Or they help. can't expect him to show up because yeah. they believe that their relationship with him is damaged. Because not, of their own sin. Because of their sin. Mistakes. Maybe something somebody else did to them or their parents or, or maybe, you know, those kinds of things. And so the the point of this section of what we're trying to talk to you about is is for you to dismiss that. Yes. And, and to instead put your faith in what God's word says. You know, get in Romans 8 and really receive that as something that was written for you, right? That, that, that this applies to you yes. and what Sharon's kind of sharing with you because then that helps you get to the next step. Well, and, and, and as, as a side note, something that Greg and I like to do when we are applying scriptures to ourselves is we change the pro, the pronouns mm-hmm. and put ourselves in yep, there. Yep. You know, like it says, um, 
Um, Especially in the New Testament where it's written to the church, it absolutely applies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when it says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us. You could change that to separate me. Yeah. Nothing will nothing will be able to separate me from the love of God. Yeah, because if, if Paul wrote it to the church, he wrote it to you. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And it's it's absolutely fine for you to turn that to personal. Yes. Because that kind of helps your brain, especially when you say it out loud. Yeah. That builds faith in your it heart does. that it's true. It, it makes a difference. It does make a difference. I don't know why. It just does. <laughs> it's just the way God set it up, yeah. which is good because that means there's something you can do about it. If you're if you're struggling with faith in an area, there's something you can do about it. Start confessing God's word in that area. So remember that your relationship with God is solid. Yes. Because of Jesus. Yes. And and now because of that, God's on your team. Yes. And that nothing can separate you from his love. So the next step is that we must believe for ourselves or agree with God that his word is true for us. So let's look in John 6, 29, I mean, 26 through 29, where Jesus it says, Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you're looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate of the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for the food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works of God require, that God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Mm, that is I just so it. nice. It is, because it kind of goes right along with what you were talking about earlier when you're talking about people have or that we struggle to believe that God is for us that we struggle to believe that our relationship with him is solid because and a lot of times it's because of our works we look at our works and go well I'm I'm not doing enough so let's go back and look at that question that they says that then they asked him it goes what was me what was what must we do to do the works that God requires so in other words they're they're asking for the qualifier like how do we qualify right how can we get in good graces with God and Jesus gave him the answer. It says, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent, to believe in Jesus. That's it. That's it. There are, there, you, know, you don't have to sit, kneel, stand, pray, do whatever. You just have to believe. And that's it. I mean, uh, it, it's so beautiful that God made it so simple. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's amazing. And the, you know why he did that? Because if, if there was a whole list of, ten, it, people couldn't even do 10. Nobody could do 10. Can you imagine? The Ten Commandments? Yes. Yeah. We couldn't even do 10. Yeah. We couldn't even do We couldn't even do one, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> and, you know, they had, they had already broken the first one before Moses got yeah. down off the mountain. I mean, 
you know, so I mean, God was like, look, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lock everybody up under sin. That way I can give it to everybody freely. Yeah. Because if it's like a race, then only a few people are going to win. But if he makes everybody lose so that everybody can win through Christ. And the only qualifier is you have to say, yeah, me too. I want that. I'm believing in him because he was sent by God to do my part. That's it. And and because of that, he opens it up. He opens up his relationship with that with the Father. He opens up the, uh, all the blessings that he wants to give to you. He opens it up to every single human being ever that that lives. You know, every single it, person, it seems, anyone can it believe. It seems too good to be true. It does, but it, but it but but it causes so many people to stumble because yeah. it doesn't make sense to well, our mind. Well, it, we're taught from the beginning that we have to work for everything that we get, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and if we, if anything good happens to us, it's because we worked or someone, you know, or, or someone gave it to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so God's just saying, you know, he just wants you to believe. He just wants you to believe in Jesus. You know, he just wants you to look at Jesus. Yeah. And he goes, he goes into that further in Romans four, uh, four through five. It says now to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Yeah. So we're saying you can you can try and earn it, but you got to realize the wages of sin is death. So if you sin ever at all, you've already earned death. Yeah, it says that our, our righteousness is filthy rags. Right. So, so our no own... matter how hard we try. <laughs> it's still so no far matter how, so No bad. matter how much we do, technically, it's never enough to make us righteous. Mother Teresa didn't have enough righteousness on her no, own. No, no. The Dalai Lama didn't have enough on his own. No. You know, all these Buddha didn't have enough on his own to qualify for heaven. He still had the bad too, you know, that, but despite all the good things that these, or Gandhi, you know, despite all those good things, they didn't earn enough to earn the righteousness of God. Yeah. Because they've fallen so far. So you can work to receive or you can believe to receive. But they are mutually exclusive. You can't do both. Either you believe what Jesus did on the cross was enough to earn God's favor towards you and his will for your life, or you believe that you also have to earn it and act accordingly, you know. So that that's that's really the the gist of what we're trying to talk about. It, and God's trying to He's trying to hit us over the head with a two by four saying, Hey, look, I've done it. All you have to do is receive what my son has done. So how do we apply that truth to the challenges that we're going through on a day-to-day basis? Well, I, I, I think the thing that at least occurs to me is that I need to monitor my thought life and make sure that I'm not meditating on my own issues. Meaning like I need to be, if, if I can't just openly and freely go before God and ask him for help, in my areas because I'm afraid maybe I don't qualify or maybe I've done something. Or you have to try a bunch first. Yeah, or I have to read a bunch. Like I have to gear up, right? Uh, then I, I'm believing a lie. And I'm believing that my behavior um, matters so much to my ability to work on God getting involved in my That's so in my good. life. You know? so, what, so then what you're saying is that sometimes our belief in, in our lack hinders what maybe God wants to do. Yes. And, and, and it's no accident either that the, the, the enemy attacks in that very specific flash oh, condemnation. Point, right. So if, if God, if, if Jesus multiple times here, as we've explained to you in the scriptures, 
says that all you have to do is believe in the one that whom God has sent. So then the devil's going to go right to that very specific pivot point. Mm. And he's going to say, okay, what can I get them to believe in other than that? Oh, it's good. You know what I'm saying? It's can good. I get them to believe in their own sinfulness? You know, mm. what, and then that disqualifies the yeah. blessings that God wants for yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, another way to phrase it, and we've heard this preached before, is, is, is sin consciousness, Yeah, right? Is to, instead of being righteousness conscious, you're sin conscious. Because if the enemy can get you to focus on your sin, you'll take your eyes off of the perfect sacrifice and the righteousness that God has given you. Meanwhile, we're sitting here trying to tell you that that you want God to show up in your scenario, focus on Jesus. That's all. That's the only requisite. But but we'll, if we get off and we start looking at ourselves and our failures and our inadequacies, inadequ- inadequacies, then we will take our eyes off Jesus and then we'll cut off the grace of God in our lives. And you know what? I've seen that happen in my own life and I've seen that happen in the lives of other people. To, so much so that they don't even approach God. Yeah, they just with quit. a situation they just like roll you know over. what? I just I can't. Mm-hmm. He's not going to hear me. Yeah, I, he doesn't want to. Well, and me. a lot of it's because they lean on their feelings. Sure. I mean, sure. let's be honest yeah. here. I mean, if if you've struggled with sin, you know it, and you don't feel so great about it, especially if you, you're trying to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And and we've all struggled with that. And it is a challenge to approach that. But I just want to encourage you to tell your feelings to take a hike and look at the scriptures, right? Get in the scriptures that we're sharing with you and just read them a hundred times. What will happen is the Holy Spirit will start to come to you going, hey, you know, you can have faith for this. You can believe that I've forgiven you. You can believe that Jesus' sacrifice is enough even for you. Yeah. And then when that, that happens, a spark will go off. And joy will come. Yeah. And you, there's nothing that will keep you from the throne. Nothing will keep you from asking. Nothing will keep you from praising. And then nothing will keep it from happening. That's really good. Yeah. that on uh, uh, at the crucifixion God put two men up there on either side of him one of them just cursed Jesus and was criti- criti- critical yeah and just he was mocking him was mocking him yeah and the other one did what we're talking about he said hey Jesus remember me when you come into yeah your kingdom. He j- it was like a last-ditch effort yeah it was now, like- now had that man done anything yeah. anything to mm-hmm. earn any blessings no, from God. No, and I think God put that in there on purpose. I do too. I, I, I think God put that in there on purpose as a testimony so that he could say that it is never too late yeah. for you to reach out for Jesus. And you don't have to do anything except yeah. believe. I mean, all he could do was just sit, th- was, 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 hang, die. was hang there. I mean, <laughs> I almost said sit, but he wasn't sitting. <laughs> all he could do was hang there. Yeah. You know, and, and it doesn't say that they had much of a conversation, but Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah, that's all it takes, and it shows you. It you know, if anybody, if anybody could say, you know, hey, I don't think it's going to work out. Jesus could have, yeah, but he didn't. 
No, he and said, in, hey, dude, you think about me. it. It's the last 20, 30 words of his of his life here. Yeah. And he gave them to that thief. Yeah. That was hung on the cross because there was a moment, right? There was that moment where that, that divine exchange yeah. happened. And that thief became a child of God and woke up in glory. Dude. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, so we've talked about, you know, that you need to know what God's word says, what God's heart is toward you, which is just beautiful and amazing. I'm in tears here. But then we we talk about believing. And then once you believe, there's going to be something else that's going on here. It says uh, in 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 13, it explains very well what's next. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. And we were talking about that earlier, about listening to the Holy Spirit. So that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak. Not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Hmm. How amazing that, you know, he knows that we don't know how to pray. He knows that we don't know these things freely given to us. But he gives us the teacher, the Holy Spirit, with us always to teach us those things that do belong to us and to encourage us to speak those things. Yes. Because that's the next part. You know, you can't, I mean, it's like hiding a, 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 can, a light under a bushel. If you're not speaking it, does it really exist? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, you're holding onto it on the inside, but it's got to come out. And it's got to change the world around you by that active belief being expressed through your words. Now, and for those who may or may not be practiced at praying, you know, there, there might be, you might be new to this or maybe you've never done it before. And so you might feel a little bit self-conscious about it. I encourage you to, again, look past that, let go of it, and, uh, you know, get somewhere quiet, somewhere personal, somewhere private. And really, it's as simple as just talking to God as though he was sitting next to you, right? And it doesn't have to be formal. It can be very casual because, you know, God's not interested in diction. He's interested in content. Yeah, and, and, really, and the, really, it's the content of your heart. The, the content of your heart is exactly <laughs> right. And, you know, you will get better at it because you'll get better at pushing past your understanding. Yeah. And and really starting to have fellowship with him. And, and he'll, as it says right here, he will help you by the Spirit. The Spirit will help you pray. And, and, that, and that's that's God saying, hey, you're you're not even this part of it. He wants to help you with. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. And and something I, w- I want to make sure that I emphasize, it's not about you coming up with what the words are. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. All your job really, as Jesus told you, is to believe. But real faith produces words, yeah. produces speech that goes in that goes in line with that faith. Hey, not that there's anything wrong with the one word prayer. No, no, no. But that's still speech. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is like help, right? <laughs> that's a popular one. <laughs> I have prayed that one myself many times. Again, is, but a lot of it's because you, you don't, maybe I didn't know how to pray or what to pray, you know. Or, or what to, what needed to happen. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of times where God is not holding you responsible for solutions. Yeah, that's You good. know, he, he's not saying, hey, you need to tell me how to solve it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we do. We try. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, you need to just. <laughs> yeah. Spend less time telling God how to solve it and spend more time on, on just magnifying his name and asking him to help you. And you thanking know? him because yeah. he loves you. Yeah. Thank you, God, that you care about these things that I care about. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things that, that 
that has really jumped off the gospels lately for me is when Jesus, when Jesus was praying one time and, uh, he, he, uh, he said, God, I thank you that when I pray, you hear us. And it just really rang in my ears one day when I was reading and I've just kept that, you know, that's that good. You've kept it, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, it's I'm, a reminder of the love. It is because he's always paying attention. Well, and the devil's you. just right there going, he doesn't hear you. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't answer prayers. You're wasting your time. <laughs> Actually, he's the only one that does. Yes. You know, you remember Elijah and yeah. and all the uh, other other prophets, yeah, the of, prophets. The, of the Baals mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they really should make a movie with that. They really should. That, that, <laughs> that part would be, would be, that, part would be Anyway, terrible. you should go back and look. We're, I think that's it. we're digressing. Uh, first, uh, that's uh, First Kings 17, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> funny story. Anyway. So, so God's spirit that comes to be with us forever at our salvation reveals to us God's will. And as he does, our mouth speaks those words in agreement with him. And this is contrary many times to our own human wisdom, because God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So, um, what would be an example of something like that that's happened, you know, in your life? Can you think of a time? Where, where, what I mean by that is, is where you didn't know what to do, but then God kind of gave you an idea and you started praying and, and, and asking for that. But your mind's like, what are you doing? Why are you praying that? Well, I mean, I would say in, in the beginning when, I, when, when, uh, when I was praying for you, when I was praying for a wife, Oh yeah, you yeah. know, and, um, I, it was so young in the Lord and I, I was, like two weeks old. Yeah, I, I was like two weeks <laughs> after I had been born again and, and, uh, you know, God just kind of challenged me to trust him for a wife. And, uh, and so I asked, you know, and I remember kind of feeling weird, right. You know, about asking, you know, for a wife. Cause you again, probably weren't even thinking about getting married. No, you were only 22, I guess. Yeah. You were young. So, but the, I just remember asking and then being like, well, okay, you know, and then, you know, granted two weeks later, he introduces me to you and, you know, the rest is is history. You know, we're going to be married 29 years, you know, in August, yeah. mid-August. So, yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say that that's just one of those things where I had to, again, you have to get past your, your head. You have to get past your mind. We're taught to be critical thinkers. We're taught to come up with solutions. We're taught to do research and science and all these things. And those are all real important and, and they do matter in life. But there's a time when God wants you to just look past it past it all you know yeah you know and uh and 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 get into something deeper right and and that's faith that's the difference between mental and spiritual yeah exactly there's so much that god wants to download into us and to bless us with but but we have to be willing to receive it you know um james 5 13 through 16 says is anyone among you suffering then he must pray is anyone cheerful? Is he is to sing praises? Is anyone among you sick? That he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who's sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. And then it goes on. But um, I, I just love, I love the beginning beginning of that. This is anyone of you among, is anyone among you suffering? That he must pray, right? I mean. He's like, well, if you're suffering, pray. Ask, ask God about yeah, it. Talk to pray. God. Talk to God, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, remember, it's simple, and it sounds too simple, but see, that's how kind he is. Yes, because. That he can offer us a simple solution, because some of us aren't that smart. Yeah. Like me. I'm just not that smart. 
I need God to make it simple. You know, I, need, I think we're all not that smart, but it's the people that think they're smart that won't do it. <laughs> so we talked again earlier. This is our sins can no longer prevent us from receiving God's best for our lives because of Jesus, right? You are righteous and your prayers are effective. We're trying to drive that into you. We're trying to say, pray. We, we told you, hey, there's nothing that separates you from God. And now God's told you that if you have a need, pray. You, you all remember the scripture that Jesus says you have not because you ask mm-hmm. not, right? And, and, and he tells you to ask. He tells you to knock, right? He tells you all these things. God is actively saying, engage with me. Mm-hmm. And then when the enemy comes and tells you that you're not allowed to engage with him, you can stick your tongue out at him and say, I am too because of Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah, that last verse, I'm going to go ahead and read that because I think it applies to what you're saying. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So could we der- derive from that if we say, if we were to if we were to change it a little bit, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that, that you may be healed. Is it insinuating that if you don't, you won't? Yeah, it says so that. That means it's dependent on whether or not you, pr- yeah, you pray. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my understanding of the English language, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, so it, again, God's trying to help us understand we have a part to play. Yes. And that he's empowered us through the Holy Spirit and then the righteousness through the blood of Christ. Yes, right? because See, again, that's what makes us righteous. We're not, we're not puppets. You know, we're not puppets, and he's not Geppetto. He, he doesn't want that. God desires relationship. God desires for you to believe good things about him and to look to him, but then he also wants to work with you as his children. He doesn't need mindless automatons running no. around the earth. He's got angels already. Yeah, he 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 wants he <laughs> Not wants that they're mindless, but they, he wants he wants to he see you grow. He wants to see you become more. He wants to see you act on what you learn. He he wants to see you become mighty in the earth. And and that's where he's asking you to trust and believe. You know, and step out and pray and, you know, and, and, and go for it, you know. So now after you've asked and prayed in faith, just stand firm on God's promises to you. Once these truths have been settled in your heart and you've decided to believe what God says instead of your feelings or your circumstances or your reasoning, thank, thank him for his wonderful provisions. So what happens... When you, because there's a lot of times where you get geared up like this, and we pray, and then we, let's say we don't necessarily see things going, yeah, the way that we've prayed, right? Like let's say you know maybe it's moved a little bit, maybe it hasn't moved at all, maybe maybe it still looks ominous. Honestly, I think it's you know? most dangerous when it moves a little because <laughs> we stop believing. We stop. We stop engaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. How how does someone kind of approach that? I think you kind of have to stop looking at the situation completely and just focus on the promises and let that be more real to you than what you're seeing in the natural. Well, and I, I think the scripture kind of tells us a little bit about that. Hebrews 11, 1, 2, and verse 6 is now faith, and faith is believing and trusting that the Lord is going to do what he says he's going to do, right? Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. So if you're not seeing it, that doesn't mean that it's not working. In or fact, that it's not real. No, that that's the muscle that you've been working on, right? Yes. The, the muscle of 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 trying to go after things that you're hoping for, especially for the things you're not seeing, right? Mm-hmm. That you don't. There's no way in the natural that this could happen. But you still are convicted yeah. in your heart. You have the conviction that it's true. Yes. Yes. It says for it by men of old gained approval, and without faith it is impossible to please him. You know. For that's he verse six, yeah. he must come to God. Must he must 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. I love that scripture. It's one I of my too. favorites. One I of my favorites. Too. And it's it's just telling you that to keep your heart right, right? And 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 to and to, you can be full of faith and, and go to him and say, you know, God, I'm gonna I'm trusting you and your word. You said it. I didn't say it. You said it. And, and you, you know and what? You, you, did, you it. said it on purpose. God yes. didn't just, oh, whoops, I forgot. I, pro- I told him that. Yeah. You know, have you ever done that with your kids? You go, okay, this Saturday we're going to the zoo, you know? Yeah. And then Saturday morning comes up but, and something comes up um, in, your, in your life where you wanted to go out with a friend or something. Yeah. And the kids go, but I thought we were going to the zoo. You're like, oh, I forgot I told him that. I guess we need to go do that. Yeah. God doesn't do that. No. He always remembers. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, you're no. right. No. I told you. And we are zoo. absolutely going to the zoo. Yeah. You know, he doesn't forget <laughs> all those promises that he's made to us. Those are ours. And he and he expects us and wants us to know them and receive them for ourselves. Yeah. So let's so let's kind of recap. All right. We know that God is good, right? And the evil in this world does not come from him. The Garden Eden was perfect, right? Sin perverted everything. We know that God now, we know God loves us. He sent his son to die in our place so that we could receive all the good things he wants for us to have and to be. Now we know God dealt with our sin once and for all on the cross so that we could qualify for all of his blessings. The cross was his idea. Mm. He chose us. You know, he reached out to us. Yeah. He came to solve the problem, and he did it, not we didn't. We actually know more about this in God's character right now because of that on the other side than even Adam and Eve knew. Yeah, that's true. You know, and we, we understand better his holiness. We understand his great love for us better, right, and our worth to him because mm. he loved us so much. Mm, that's so good. I mean, Adam and Eve didn't know yeah. how much they were worth to, G- to no. God. No, they really didn't because they, they had never experienced loss. Right. We know what it like what it's like to be redeemed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So all you have to do is to ask and to trust him. And that's the good news. Well, we hope this part one has been an encouragement to you. Again, we're going to have a two-part series. And uh, we're real excited about this message because it, it always stirs us up. And I always leave, when we talk about this, I always leave so full of faith and ready to, 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 make, a, yeah. to make a laundry list of things that I want to see God <laughs> All right, show Lord, up let's in. let's get some yeah, mountains going. That's right. <laughs> but we, we hope this has been an encouragement to you. And, you know, we encourage you to share this podcast with somebody who's going through it, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, we also ask for, for you to, to uh, go check out our website, gods-best.com. We've got lots of resources available, lots of stuff that you can download and read. And, and uh, we have uh, links to all their other episodes of our podcast. And uh, you can also reach out to us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, you know, we're, we're super excited about the season that we're heading into. And uh, we got lots of cool things that we're going to be telling everyone about. And, but uh, if there's anything that you need prayer over, reach out to us. We'll be glad to, to pray with you and pray over you. And, uh, you know, we, we know that you can have God's best for your life. And we're here to help. <laughs>